0: This is Minnesota Today for Thursday, December twenty first. I'm NPR News reporter Kirsty Marone. Here's our top story right now: The Minnesota Court of Appeals heard an appeal today in a case of a woman who was denied emergency contraceptives by a pharmacist in 2019. An Aiken County jury found that thrifty white pharmacist George Bedeau did not discriminate when he denied Andrea Anderson a prescription for Ella, a contraceptive pill, due to personal reasons. Anderson ended up driving 100 miles round trip to get the prescription filled. Jess Braverman, Anderson's attorney, says the lower court erred on two issues. There are issues that the district court got wrong and that defendants are urging this court to get wrong as well. Those two crucial issues are, first, the proper definition of discriminatory motive or discriminatory intent. And second, whether a policy singling out emergency contraception is disparate treatment based on sex under Minnesota law. The State Pharmacy Board allows pharmacists to decline to fill a prescription for emergency contraceptives if it conflicts with their beliefs, but they must make other arrangements to get the patient their medication. Minnesota's unemployment rate inched down last month. Dana Ferguson has more on a state jobs report released today.
1: The Department of Employment and Economic Development reports that the state's unemployment rate was 3.1 percent in November. That's lower than October's 3.2 percent. Minnesota's labor force participation rate shrunk slightly last month, even as the state added 9,500 jobs. Deed Commissioner Matt Verilich says the figures suggest that the economy is chugging along. So I would say this continued growth is great for Minnesota workers and the economy as a whole. And it's worth noting that job growth only happens in this survey. Uh, it's measured Uh, when there are workers to fill open jobs. So for each job added, another person is becoming employed. Minnesota's seasonally adjusted unemployment rate for November remains lower than the national average, which was 3.7 percent. I'm Dana Ferguson.
0: Job applicants can't be prompted to share past salary information with prospective employers starting next year. Under a law set to take effect January 1st, employers will be barred from asking about that information. They will also be prohibited from taking past pay into consideration in the application process, unless someone offers it up. Gloria Perez is president and CEO of the Women's Foundation of Minnesota. She says the policy will help even the playing field.
2: The wage gap between men and women has barely budged in over a decade. This law is one step that takes us closer to narrowing this gap that we know affects single women, black and indigenous people, and women of color
0: the most. The policy will be enforced by the Minnesota Department of Human Rights. And here's what else we're watching. As the end of the year approaches, Minneapolis is seeing a small reduction in the number of annual homicides, John Collins has more.
2: The number of homicides in Minneapolis dropped by more than 10% in 2023, compared to the year before. So far, 68 people have been killed in the city, which is substantially lower than the previous three-year average. That's despite a spate of killings in the city in the last month. The decline in Minneapolis is mirrored by a drop in homicides and violent crime across the country after those numbers surged during the pandemic. The city did experience a slight uptick in assaults and property destruction crimes. Minneapolis also saw a significant increase in motor vehicle thefts, with more than 7,600 reported in 2023, although carjackings were down significantly.
0: I'm John Collins, Minneapolis. A St. Cloud Mental Health Center recently added addiction treatment services aimed at the region's East African community. Ali Aden and Luul Noor moved from the Twin Cities last year to start Bridge Healing Center in St. Cloud. Both are licensed mental health counselors. Their goal was to fill a gap for culturally specific services for St. Cloud's large East African population. Aden says some parents who experienced migration and resettlement still have unhealed trauma— and aren't equipped to deal with the stressors their kids are facing.
2: It's very critical to provide those education to the families. There's help, there's people you could seek out, and don't wait until it becomes a crisis.
0: The center has counselors who speak several languages, including Somali, Spanish, and Arabic. It has lodging for six men receiving treatment for addiction. Aden hopes to add more space for women. In sports, the Timberwolves fell to the 76ers in Philadelphia last night, 127-113. to Joel Embiid scored 51 points for the Sixers. A Wolves' winning streak ended at three games. They host the L.A. Lakers tonight. The Gopher women's basketball team is playing Lindenwood this afternoon at Williams Arena. The Gopher men tip off against Ball State tonight. The Wild host Montreal tonight in St. Paul. The Wild beat the Boston Bruins on Tuesday. And the Vikings host the division-leading Detroit Lions on Sunday, Christmas Eve. The Vikings trail the Lions by three games in the standings, with three games to play. Here's a look at the weather. Tonight, the longest night of the year, mostly cloudy, highs in the mid-30s to lower 40s. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy again, areas of drizzle in the east, patchy fog, highs in the 30s in the northwest to upper 40s in the south. Looks like more of the same for the weekend, Saturday mostly cloudy with highs in the lower 40s in the north to near 50 degrees in the south. There's a chance of rain on Sunday, Christmas Eve, maybe turning to snow in northern Minnesota. That's it for Minnesota Today. I'm Kirsty Marone. Thanks for listening. If you're looking for more news or weather, you can always stream us by going to nprnews.org, download our news app, or just turn on your radio. Have a good night.